A big part of building kids' independence is helping them travel to school on their own. Waka Kotahi says that 55% of trips to school are made in cars. In a recent global study, New Zealand scored a D for active travel to school, with safety being the biggest barrier. I should point out, too, that whenever I talk to someone about climate change and ask what can New Zealanders do, taking fewer trips in the car is inevitably very high on the list of their responses. Well, our next guest is a parent who started a school bike train in his local community and became so invested, he's now a project lead for an advocacy group for kids cycling safety. Matt Fordham from the group Crank joins me now. Hi, Matt. Hi, Jesse. How are you? Good. Nice to talk to you. Where does the story begin for you? Oh, man, I was trying to think about that before <laughs> before I came on. Um, in my, my partner and I, when we lived overseas before we moved back to New Zealand, were really into cycling. We actually chose where we lived in Auckland based on being able to cycle to work mm. in somewhere that we thought was relatively flat for kids when we had them to be able to bike around. You ended um, up in Point Chev in Auckland, for Aucklanders would know where that is, yeah. Yeah, so it's um, for me it's about an eight kilometre bike to work, so we're just on the fringe of the city, and for the kids they bike probably around about a kilometre to get to school. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a pretty kind of tight thing from the centre of the city for that, and then and when we moved back um, to Auckland and kind of set up home there, um, eventually had some children, and then as the time came for them, to go to school, that they'd already learned to ride bikes in the local parks and around the streets with us. And when we came to the kids kind of going to school, we really wanted to find a way that we could make that work without using a car um, for a whole bunch of different reasons. And it was kind of a, a no-brainer for us. But then we started kind of meeting some people in the local community, spoke to a teacher at school and tried to figure out, well, how could we actually do this for more than just one or two families? Um, and it's actually one of the teachers, um, Kieran at the Point Chief School, who came up with the idea of this bike train that she had seen on some kind of cities overseas. Yeah. And that, that was the idea kind of originated, and it's been going now for seven years. So those the first two little boys who started when they were five, um, they're both now intermediate. Mm-hmm. And we must have had uh, dozens and dozens of kids and families have gone through this program over the past few years. Um, and we had... We have kids as young as four that start it when their older siblings are kind of going to school. They kind of tag along on bikes. Um, yeah, it's been kind of going. But apart from COVID, we've run it every single day. So it doesn't matter what the weather is. We, we do it 200 days a year. And some of those kids have been, and some of the kids go and do actually almost 200 days a year. So after they've done it for a few years, they're up to getting it to, you know, 600, 800 rides with us. Yeah, fantastic. What does it look like, the bike train? Um, we actually have two bike trains. Um, so we have a junior one and a senior one. And the junior one is the kids start that when they're four or five. And that looks like um, up to about 12 kids. Um, at the moment, we've got a little bit less because we've had some kids kind of move out of the neighbourhood and some older kids graduate from it. But ideally, we have about 12 kids and there's a parent at the front and a parent at the back. And the job of those two parents is to protect the kids from all of the hazards on the way to school. Um, and the main hazards that we, fa- we face between the start of the bike train and getting to school, there's 80 driveways. Um, and we, we make sure there's no cars coming out of any of those driveways. So that's the junior bike train, and we kind of control the safety there. Um, yeah. When kids have been uh, doing uh, it I should a- say 80 driveways at peak kind of leaving for work time as <laughs> yeah, well, right? Yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah, I'd say... 
We've probably we've actually been interesting after COVID. You can kind of notice there's less people driving in peak from that neighbourhood. Um, Pre-COVID, I'd say every couple of days mm. we had a car coming out of the driveway when we were biking past. So we have procedures to kind of deal with that. Yeah, and um, and, and modern parents get a bit of stick, um, understandably, for worrying too much. Um, but this does sound like it was a real problem in your area. Like kids were actually, you know, coming into contact with these cars. Yeah, we it was actually a couple of years after the bike train program started in our community. We had um, there were six kids in 2019 that were hit by cars coming out of driveways while the kids were learning to ride biking past. And these these weren't kids on the bike train program. These were kids kind of in the weekend going for rides with their parents and stuff. Um, so there was this regular kind of issue coming up and. We had really good procedures on the bike train by then of how to protect kids from those risks. And we, off the back of those kids getting hit, um, we actually reached out to the bike train network, like the community around it, and we organised about 150 kids in one weekend. Mail dropped about 3,500 homes with these safety tips for parents, for kids, and for people in cars um, to keep everyone safe. Um, it was just kind of one one example of what the bike train can kind of lead to as a wider community advocacy piece. You dropped off tips um, to households. What were the tips? Um, oh, going back a few years now, so I'll try and remember, but for, for people in cars coming out of driveways, one of the biggest ones is to, I mean, just like if you go to a construction site, you have to reverse park your car so that you can see more clearly when you're driving out. Oh, yeah. So we're asking people to reverse park into their driveways and come out forward. Huh, interesting. Um, if, yeah, if, if they had a fence that like blocked visibility of the driveway, we asked them to kind of toot their horn as they came out so that people kind of know that they were, they were leaving. Um, oh, that'll or, annoy the neighbours, though, I've got to say, Matt. Not everyone well, <laughs> likes having someone toot each morning. Well, it's kind of, yeah, we're going past it about quarter past eight for most of our kids in the morning, and, and most kids, are, you know, it's not too early. But, yeah, <laughs> I, I totally get your point. Um, and for for the kids themselves, some of the tips were, you know, the, the neighbourhood kind of footpath isn't necessarily the best place to race your mates. There's, there's paths through parks that are better for that. Um, so I was kind of being aware of those types of things. And for the parents who are with little kids for biking around, I mean, this is this is quite challenging, but the biggest thing you can do if you've got a little kid that's learning to ride is actually keep the child with you or behind you. Um, some of the kids that got hit that year where we had six hit, there was one little girl who was about a metre in front of her caregiver and a car came out. Oh, so it's gosh. really important to kind of keep the kids with you, which I know as a parent with three little kids, that's hard when you've got you know, a bigger kid that's wanting to race is, the years yeah. and then you've got a push chair and stuff like that. But... Um, yeah, it is very important to try and Actually, do that. Actually, the little kids trying to keep up with the big kids is a major problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you didn't set out to becoming a, to become a cycle advocate, I don't think? No, no, not really. Um, yeah, kind of one thing led to another. So, so we set up this bike train, a couple of families in the school, and then um, Auckland Transport got wind of it and reached out, and we just started kind of collaborating with them. So... Um, there was a few little projects and initiatives that we did together and then over the years um, I've ended up doing this for a job so I think it was after about three, four years I'd stopped doing my other work and started a little business called Crank and we work with Auckland Transport but also other councils and with Waka Katahi um, and we've now got 10 of us and 
some of the work we do is kind of based on that bike train model um, in terms of principles. So we work quite closely. We're engaged by councils to work closely with communities to understand, you know, for those people that are wanting to move around by walking and cycling, what are the barriers to them um, and help them kind of overcome them and empower them to kind of do it themselves. So it's not always a you know, council or company or consultant-led thing. So it's really kind of it's community empowerment. It's also getting people... Um, getting people ready you know, in the lead up to potential changes to streets as well because things like bike trains might be suitable for, in our community, it's quite good for four, five, six-year-old kids, but there's a lot of other people in communities that want to ride that don't fit that age bracket um, and need some other kind of improvements, not just kind of bike train programs like this. You'd be hoping it catches on around New Zealand. It's, I, I think, I mean... <laughs> We've we've been interviewed. I've lost count now. It must be kind of six to eight times over the past few years, and, and every time there'll be a school or a um, counsellor or a parent or a few of them that kind of get in touch off the back of these. So there's definitely right. appetite out there for it. I think the um, one of the barriers that we faced when we were getting our stuff set up is it can take a little bit of coordination and effort um, to make these things work, and I think that's where groups like councils can kind of support communities to get started um, and that's definitely something that as a business we're really passionate about and you know we volunteer in that space as well so if there was anyone that did want some help getting these things started up I'd say reach out to us or reach out to your local council and ask for assistance. Good stuff well done and thanks for telling us a bit about your successes today. No worries thanks Jesse. It's Matt Fordham who's been campaigning for uh better safety for kids biking to school and started up a bike chain in his local Point Chev community.